Uh, that was uh, me and Brendan uh, <laughs> as a squirrel and maybe a, a gorilla, I think. Uh, our villager personas um, uh, introducing the show into the Aether Loki video game podcast. Would you as a villager be a jock? I think so, because I don't... <laughs> I don't have the interest in sports, but I love the vibe. You know, yeah. like I love the sort of like uh, really like they. it's sort of like a Ryuji-esque energy where they just are really invested in you doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but even more than that, I just love the way they exist in the world. And yeah, like, me too. For, for example, in my village, uh, Billy the goat, who I think... It has been confirmed every uh, island in Animal Crossing New Horizons, which we are obviously talking about for this whole episode. Yeah. Uh, Billy the goat, my jock, said like, hey, man, I hear your tent like finally bulked up into a house recently, (laughs) 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 which I love. I love that worldview. So I think I think so. Unless unless there's another archetype. What do you think you would be? I don't know. I I feel like I'm I feel like I'm Harvey. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm just hardy. <laughs> what are what are all the archetypes? Let me look at this real quick. I'm actually very curious about this. Yeah, pull them up. Honestly, no insult. I could see you being the lazy ones because they're just they have this kind of like wonder about whereas the jocks are invested in what's around them the lazy ones are invested in what's inside their minds and others Mm -hmm. and i think you kind of have that that flair to you i just googled archetypes with nothing else (laughs) (laughs) i'm definitely a jock um okay here we go i'm on the fandom okay so according to this Okay, well, I'm on the Animal Crossing fandom and probably getting a virus, but the ones I see here are sisterly, jock, snooty, peppy, cranky, normal, smug, and lazy. So all these kind of have, other than normal and sisterly, they all kind of have like a little bit of a negative tone to them. Yeah. I think sisterly are also referred to as uh, uchi, Mm -hmm. uh, which is sort of like, it's interesting that they start the your island with a jock and an uchi villager because they're kind of like the brother and sister archetypes yeah oh yeah um, totally which is kind of fun but yeah i think you might be <laughs> either you're like kind of a mix of lazy and peppy i think okay um, yeah i'm, I'm down uh, for that i think i'm a mix of jock and cranky because <laughs> 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 i would definitely have one of the lower voices uh-huh. in the village yeah, yeah totally okay uh enough about all that um anyway yeah so as steven said we're talking about animal crossing new horizons <laughs> for the nintendo switch um a game that i've been looking forward to for yeah, i don't even know maybe like four or five years at this point yeah i was gonna say like this we often are excited about a lot of stuff on the show but this might be one of our most anticipated games like ever yeah uh, yeah especially on your end because this is a series that means a lot to you and i think if you don't mind i'd love to maybe start uh, obviously you know we did our our preliminary beginning with with my uh, great jock impression <laughs> but um I'd love to talk about like your time with this series yeah, and, totally. and kind of setting up uh, how New Horizons kind of fares with that. Um, but yeah, it came out, I feel like a couple of days ago, could not be a better time as everyone has been pointing to like, yeah, this game is, is really like, I mean, there's never a bad time for it to come out, but I think like, I just want to touch on the fact that like, I've never seen my Switch more alive 
uh, with like people on and playing the same game. Yeah, I just signed off right before we started recording, and there were 24 people on my friends list all playing Animal Crossing. Every single yeah. one. But what's great about this game in particular is that it's as we've as we've mentioned in the past, it's the kind of game that you will check in a little bit every day and is very ritualistic in a very zen way and and does really create connections between friends. The same way Pokemon did for me, where when that came out, like suddenly a lot of people in my life were reaching out to me and were kind of rekindling old friendships. Mm-hmm. And at this time, especially when a lot of people are reaching out you know, via video calls and, and, you know, just reaching out to people in general in their life. Like this is a really, really nice way to like keep that active. When the first Animal Crossing came out and there wasn't really a genre to define it, they they called it a communication game. And I think that that's something worth hanging on to as we talk about the whole series. Because this is, this is a game that has always united people in like a really positive way, I think. Yeah. It could not be just a, a cooler time for it to come out in, amidst a lot of national and global stress. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, even the even the developers yeah. of the game um, in recent interviews have been like, please use this game to distract yourself. Please <laughs> use this as an escape, um, which has been great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess to uh, back up all the way to the beginning, um, my first blush with this franchise was uh, Wild World for the original DS. Um, I, I had a DS, loved it. Uh, and then Animal Crossing Wild World came out and I got it and a bunch of my friends got it um, at the same time. So we kind of had that like that experience I'm having now I had on a much smaller scale with like my three other friends who had Wild World. Um, (laughs) Right. And we would constantly just like hang out in each other's uh, towns. I was almost going to say islands, but we would hang out in each other's towns um, just kind of like every weekend for a while. Like we would just like all meet up at each other's houses and and, and play Wild World together, uh, which is really great. And and that that really was like what what began my love affair with this franchise i think was that game i i just found it so calming and and uh, i mean it's everything that everybody knows about these games right it, it that zen like quality that you just mentioned um has been prevalent since the first one for, for the gamecube and i guess the n64 technically but but wild world was my first one and honestly and i think you and i've talked about this on the show but worth uh repeating here the thing that Wild World, I think, did right for me, because I ended up getting a GameCube and the original Animal Crossing later to try it again, um, to try and like go back and like experience that first one and see what the difference was between it, and kind of bounced off. I think Wild World really cemented in my mind that having this game be portable is one of the most important things to me about it. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to like have my town, or in this case, my island, um, and carry it with me and, and be able to like lie in bed and like bring it weirdly like close to my face uh like really just kind of settles my mind into that sense of place and into that vibe and into that atmosphere in a way that like sitting on my couch that i also play like call of duty Warzone on like (laughs) i'm not i'm not in the same frame of mind i think um for sure when i'm playing it like on the big screen. Um, that is to say, I haven't playing this one docked like almost exclusively so far, um, but it's been great, and we'll get to why later. But anyway, that's that was kind of like my my real uh, my real first uh, first dive into that franchise. Uh, as I said, I ended up getting a GameCube. I went to a GameStop and bought one like really cheap. I think it was like seventy dollars to get a GameCube at that point and a copy of Animal nice. Crossing um, just so I could try it out. Um, Animal Crossing was a re-released version of an N64 game in Japan called Animal Forest with new holidays and things like that. 
I, I played it for a bit, but like not nearly as much as I did with Wild World. I mean, Wild World, I eventually, you know, upgraded the house all the way and like kind of got my town looking how I wanted to. I got like pretty much maxed out as 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 much as you can finish an Animal Crossing game. I had finished Wild World. Um, I did not do that with with the original Animal Crossing. After that came City Folk for the Wii. Um, which I also kind of had a touch and go relationship with it. it I had a similar yeah. thing where like I didn't really get as into it as I did with Wild World. I still played it a lot, but it, it wasn't that like tentpole, like huge release big deal for me. Yeah, I never played that one. That one's I seems to be considered the weakest because like I just didn't know anyone who had it. And like the reviews were kind of underwhelming. I, I mean, I haven't played it myself, so I can't really speak on behalf of it. But like it didn't seem like they... Uh, whereas I think the DS and 3DS Animal Crossing games utilize the hardware to change yeah. up the game's formula, nothing about the Wii like added anything new to the to that franchise, other than there being a city. And I heard that was yeah, kind of yeah, the city was fine. Um, although I think they they utilize some of those services in New Leaf, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, um, the the big thing about City Folk, the thing that like really stuck out, I think, was that the ability to with people online was easier than it was in wild world. Um, but it still wasn't good. Yeah. It was the Wii, So, you know, you had, yeah. to, <laughs> you had to throw a boomerang with a magnet on it to somewhere else <laughs> and, and hope for the yeah. best. After city folk came new leaf for the 3ds. And that to me, that was like the big, huge tentpole. Like everybody who had been loving Animal Crossing all these years, like this was, I think, when it hit like critical mass because the 3DS was such a widely beloved console already by the time it came out. And I think uh, New Leaf was both the best entire franchise and simultaneously was like released at the right time because it was like a ring kind of like they're doing with this one um and and just like kind of was the culmination of everything everybody had wanted um and it was the first time they'd also really changed the formula at all where now instead of moving into a town and just like kind of worrying about yourself you became the mayor immediately and and that created a sense of ownership in place that i think the franchise like didn't necessarily need like nobody was asking for more of that but it definitely helped and made the game better yeah Yeah. um i think something that i was i remember i i uh just touch on it briefly i started with the very first one i think that came out when i was like 11 or 12 mm -hmm. um and i loved it i found it really magical and really unique and like kind of wanted a game like that but didn't know that it would happen like it felt like one of those like oh wow i didn't know i wanted this until i experienced it Mm -hmm. which was really a magical realization but whenever my parents or family watch me playing it they're like so what do you do like what is the (laughs) right what is the goal and in the first one that's actually a fair critique because the first one you show up you have horns for some reason Tom Nook immediately just throws debt in your face and everyone who lives in the town doesn't want you to be there. So like (laughs) really all the first game is about is like just soaking in the atmosphere and like finding stuff. It's much more about discovery and like moment to moment uh, joy than about like any kind of, okay, I have to, the only, the only sense of progression is paying off debt. Whereas like you said, in later entries, like, Becoming the mayor was a really beautiful addition to like, like exactly as you said, give you a sense of place and, and just, just another reason to keep checking in and, and also more importantly, creative ownership of what your town looks like, you know, building things like bridges and and buildings and, and like, it just added to, to the identity of like, this is my town. Cause before that, like, you know, you had a unique fruit and every town was procedurally generated, which like. 
you know, it was always fun to see like, it, you know, if you visited another friend's town, like where their post office was or where the museum yeah. was. Little things like that always made it feel really unique. But they've really just continuously built upon the the sense of progression, which I think like could not be higher in New Horizons. And we'll get to that uh, very soon. Yeah. But that's that's my overview of my time with it. And I I didn't play Wild World, but I did play New Leaf and 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 loved it. And uh, that was like, I think, where the series really found its voice, oddly enough. Like that was like the definitive game up until now. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um that that to me was was the peak of this franchise, and and I was kind of nervous going into New Horizons because I I was like I, I don't know adding even more control uh, and and giving more of that to the player is necessarily going to make for a better game. Um, not not that I was doubting it, but I there was a piece of me that was just wondering if to worry about more things was actually going to remove that sense of like calming place that i that i that i tend to um derive from this um and i i think i yeah. think you and i would both agree that that is not the case at all that no. everything that they've added to this game has really only made it better yeah absolutely i i think it's i think it's wonderful i think it's another i mean you know we're only a few days in so i think we'll you know time will tell but my first impressions are it's even exceeded my high expectations and i think it's another yet another example of a switch first party IP, like becoming the next step for the series. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same kind of sense of like really learning what the series has done well and what it could do better alongside breath of the wild three houses, you know, and, and other switch IPs that have just like cemented that Nintendo is like invested in the future of their franchises. Cause I think like, City Folk is very emblematic of where Nintendo is at with the Wii. Where like between the Wii and the between GameCube and Switch with the Wii and the Wii U, there are a lot of great games uh, and a lot of wonderful first party games from Nintendo. But they were starting to fall in the habit of sort of rinse, wash, repeating their formula. Yeah. Like I don't think it's a hot take to say like Mario Galaxy, Mario Sunshine, uh, and like uh, you know, I mean both amazing games but like it start you started to see the tear in the formula especially um i mean i adore wind waker and it's one of my favorites <laughs> but like skyward sword was the zelda yeah. for me where i'm like oof like as nintendo still got it you know and and sure enough it was followed by breath of the wild and i was like, okay yeah i, I did sorry doubted you <laughs> but uh also just real quick uh, i mean the chances of you listening to this episode and not knowing animal crossing are low but just in case anyone listening is is curious because th- this is actually not uncommon because this is a series that only recently i think nintendo has embraced as one of their like flagship series like since the wii u they have been pushing you know isabel and villager into smash brothers and mario kart and you see, and everyone knows animal crossing but a decent amount of people in my life who who are you know they play a lot of video games like haven't played one of these games and they're like well what is it uh you know they know of it but like up until now a lot of people haven't experienced it so now it's much more easy to pitch because i think the way i describe it is like Breath of the Wild, but just the chill parts where it's like you move to a setting, uh, you have some kind of creative liberty over your living arrangement and you meet neighbors and like there's sort of daily stuff to do where you can gather resources. And and this New Horizons has heavily adapted uh, in the same way that Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, said it again, count as many times 
<laughs> count the times I bring it up. Uh, <clears throat> the same way that series kind of adopted persona mechanics and like really heightened the series by doing so. New Horizons has grabbed a lot of stuff from Breath of the Wild and Minecraft uh, and and added, you know, a crafting system and added sort of a resource gathering system that like I can't even remember the game without. Like it feels such like a no brainer to have that in this game that I don't remember a time where all you did was like be given furniture from your neighbors. Yeah, it's really, (laughs) really, really wild how natural this feels. I was I was definitely this is the thing that I was most nervous about, I think, going in. Um, Yeah. And boy, does it feel perfect in this game? It it is. I I think uh, just like you said, it it feels like it should have always been here. Um, The thing about it, I think. That really strikes me is, you know, these games have always had like a really stellar sense of progression because you were literally just working towards the goal of essentially paying off your debt and making your house bigger. Like that was the only real goal that you had. Everything else was just kind of like hanging out. You know, I I guess, you know, the museum has always been there and like filling the museum is always like another goal that you can have. But like the, the one that I think the game is driving you more towards has always been like pay off your debt, make your house bigger. And New Leaf added the ability to have kind of like secondary goals where you could spend your money elsewhere. You didn't have to make your house bigger. You can make your town better, you know, or or change it to your will by building bridges or adding all of the outdoor furniture things. But those were all straight up just donate money and eventually this thing will show up. What I love about this game is that in between all of these times where you're fishing, you're catching bugs, you are, uh, you know, shaking down fruit and and just trying to sell stuff and make all your stuff bigger, you are also in the process of gathering materials. Um, it, it adds another thing to do in between everything else that everybody already loved doing, um, which I think yeah. is, is, is a really stellar thing. This is almost like, um, I, this is maybe a weird analogy, but like, Everybody talks about the idea of matter and antimatter, how the antimatter or like it just kind of is the thing that like binds all matter together. Like the ability to go around and get materials to eventually craft stuff that then makes your town better or makes your house better is the antimatter that kind of like is clinging everything else together. I find that yeah. like as I'm running around looking for fish along the coast, I am also, you know, banging the sides of trees to try and get wood out of it or like collect sticks or collect rocks and things that I can turn into stuff later, which I think is is just fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it's the thing that I was most nervous about and is now the thing that like I, I can't live without. I think the only thing and you and I talked about this because we were playing a bunch yesterday together. The Literally, the only thing I don't like in this game so far is needing to collect sticks. And now I don't really need to do that. <laughs> anymore um, right. at the point on day three where i'm at right now i i really don't need to collect sticks anymore so i don't actually really mind but i think for those first two days like the fact that you have to build uh your fishing net and your um sorry your bug net and your fishing rod and things like that out of sticks is just frustrating to go and find those sticks initially uh but now it's fine yeah. now it's totally fine because a i can just buy the uh the tools themselves from the store which is awesome um and and b sticks are not as hard to come by as i thought they were initially (laughs) yeah it's that first day where like the game gives you a lot of stuff to do right away but you can't really see the fruition of it until the second day and like exponentially i would say the second day is where things really get going like uh for a lot of people new to the series you might pick it up and you know be so immediately pulled in but then be like oh wait what else should i do and like that's always the kind of question and in fact 
the game seems invested in guiding those players because like you can literally ask tom nook like what do i do and he goes like ah yes that is the question isn't it (laughs) which is (laughs) almost like kind of a meta awareness of the game also i don't know if if he's done like a moral 180 or not but tom nook seems a lot more friendly in this game than he has in the past like he just seems more invested oh you, you doubt it okay Interesting. I don't I'm think so, in. man. I'm drinking the cool. I'm actually. I, I so? have. I, I now have a like overarching wild conspiracy about this island. Um, mm. The more I play of it, we'll get into that. I mean, well, yeah. what, actually, let's hear it now. What's what's the conspiracy? All right. So I'll just say I'm on day three right now. <laughs> Um, I just opened up Nook's Cranny, so the shop is now open, uh, yeah. which is great because I, I found all the materials during days one and two. Um, I had read a thing on Polygon that was like, you know, just make sure you're collecting iron. Don't spend your iron on anything because you're going to need a bunch of it later. Like, OK, cool. Um, so I was hoarding all of my iron and then I spent it all yesterday to get Nook's Cranny and it opened up. And when you have did you get the store yet? I just set up the tent of where it will be, um, okay. but it has not opened yet. It'll open tomorrow. All right. So. When you open the store, sorry for spoiling this. When you open oh, the fine. store, Timmy and Tommy are in the store and they're talking to Mabel from the Able Sisters. Um, oh, she, great. She's in there and they're discussing um, how to import clothes to the island, essentially. It's like, how, how are we going to transport all these materials? And Mabel is like, well, I would be able to just like, you know, pack a suitcase of a couple things and like just hang out in the town square and sell some stuff out of that for a while. But if there's a big enough demand, maybe eventually I can build a store. Um, and they're like, oh, cool. Did you hear Blathers opened up his place? Like he's over here now, too. Like maybe you should come sooner. Um, so they're like trying to rope everyone in to this, like, I think large scheme. I think everyone's in on it, essentially. I think I think <laughs> I think I think Nook, I think Tom Nook, like, invented this idea of the Desert Island getaway package and was like, if I can trick just three people into coming to this island that is completely devoid of anything and have and make them, them build do all the work. Right. Have them build everything for me, collect all the materials for me. They pay me back in a currency I've invented. (laughs) If if that step Uh works, then what I can then do after that is start bringing in all my old cohorts. I can bring in Blathers and he can start getting in on this. I can bring in the Able Sisters and they can start getting in on this. And over time, I think. He's just kind of like, it's almost like Adam Sandler getting an unlimited budget from Netflix and then all of his friends are in the movie. (laughs) It's that, but for Animal Crossing. Can't wait for Tom Nook to direct Jack and Jill too. (laughs) I can't wait to see the production. Gonna build a movie theater on my island for a screening as we drink cherry juice. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Okay. The more, the further in I get, the more I'm like, they're all in on this. This, this is a, this is some kind of uh, hoax or this is some kind of con that I've, I've fallen prey to. Here's the deal, though. I'm having such a good time as uh, on this island that I, I feel like even if it is a pyramid scheme, I'm, I'm having the best time. It's the perfect con. Steven. It's yeah, perfect because yeah. the people don't even care that they're being conned. They can find out about the plan and still be okay with it. Yeah. God. Wow. Yeah. Tom is a Tom's a, a genius. And he, he's a shrewd businessman. Uh, yeah. I like also the aspiring uh, like commerce career of his nephews Timmy and Tommy as well. Like, yeah. Because you great. sell most of your stuff to to Timmy. Tommy seems like if any of them have a conscience, it's probably him. 
Because yeah. he's not in the store. He's just walking around the island. He's genuinely invested in, in what you're doing. Yeah, he's um, holding a little flag so you always know where he is. He just wants to help. He just wants to be helpful. Exactly. Uh, so, Tommy, there's hope. Maybe Timmy will kind of be like a, a Nook Jr. type yeah. of scenario. Yeah. Um, too, too far down the rabbit hole Regardless, already. I actually... Right. I do really love the nook mile system so how it works is there are a ton dozens if not hundreds of in-game achievements um that basically like if you're just playing the game and doing stuff you will unlock hallmarks in in addition to that every day there are like five almost daily quests that are more simple where like catch five fish and you'll get x miles and when if you do that it will it will replace that slot with another kind of daily quest so like you're accruing miles just by doing that and i find that i just get miles just from doing literally anything like i took out my slingshot because every now and then treasure like a, a gift box will be attached to a balloon and will float above the island and you can hit the balloon with your slingshot you get a random gift um very exciting uh i did that but the gift fell into the water and I, my phone buzzed in the game and i got nook miles for accidentally hitting a gift into the water and the <laughs> message was like let's give you some miles to replace that sunken feeling i'm like jesus you have thought of everything you've thought of like you know anything and everything that will happen to me on this island and you <laughs> are giving me the currency you invented <laughs> because i'm experiencing it i got stung by wasps and i got nook miles yeah. Speaking of which, I feel like I've never experienced wasps more. And maybe it's because you're more incentivized to shake down every tree. But uh -huh. I, I feel like I've been stung three every day. I get stung by wasps and I yeah. have medicine, which is great because you can, you know, get rid of it. I remember getting stung by bees or wasps in the first game and the neighbors like literally wanting nothing to do with you because of it. They're like, you look awful. Like, get out of here. <laughs> So far, so far, the neighbors are much friendlier. And what I really like in this game is that you start off the game, as we alluded to earlier, with two neighbors and they're kind of doing the same things you are. They all they both start with a tent. They're out fishing and, and catching bugs. And like they know what you're working towards and, and they might even give you gifts like, you know, I uh, Billy gave me an, an iron ore uh, to help with the shop. Yeah, um, which is awesome. And like, yeah, like I really like how the villagers are treated this time. Um, and I also like that you only start with two. So one of the things that I've been spending most of my miles on is uh, at the airport, Dodo Airlines. You can buy, you're given one ticket for free in the beginning of the game, the Nook Miles ticket. And you can trade that in uh, to visit a procedurally generated island um, that has random stuff. It might have different fruit. It always will have coconuts. I actually found one that had bamboo. Yeah. So I've, pla I've planted a bunch of bamboo on my island. So too. it's also the best way to get more iron ore because there are stones on that island. So like really helpful for gathering resources that aren't home to your island in the beginning. In addition to that, there's a random villager hanging out there that you can invite to your town, which is so cool. I've invited three people. Uh, nice. I've invited Zucker, the lazy octopus, who's uh, amazing. When I invited him over, he said, this is the best day since I discovered what Pischetti was. So <laughs> welcome to New Jersey, my island. Uh, I also invited Apple, a uh, kind of vain squirrel who, th who calls herself a celebrity. Love the confidence. Right. And I also invited Lily, who this seems like a very nice frog. Yeah. So a good trio joining uh, Billy, the jock goat, and Muffy, the goth sheep. Um, so we got a whole rogues gallery on, in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, I, ha also, I have invited one villager so far. Um, I, I, I just haven't spent enough time uh, flying to yeah. Mystery Islands yet, but 
I, I got lucky. The lazy dog, the one who's wrapped up in bandages. Do you know that one? Uh, he's like a mummy, right? He's like a mummy. Yeah, apparently. So I, I looked I looked him up just to see, like, is he actually supposed to be a mummy? The the idea <laughs> is that his name is Lucky because he uh, got so hurt that he needed to be wrapped up in bandages, but is still alive. The fact that he made it out oh, alive is what makes him, him lucky. He looks like a, a monster that would pop up at night in Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love... He's a lazy dog. Oh, he's great. Don't yeah, bite he's the really good. feeds you. I'm so excited. So I'm... I literally today just started building. Um, I, I just was able to build a bridge, not build the bridge, but like place down the area where the bridge is going to be. Uh, and then Tom Nook was like, I'm going to invite three more people to the island and I need you to build the houses. Um, so I just finished placing down where Lucky's house was going to be. Um, yes. But also this is maybe just talking about like constantly having things to do. Um, and I think the thing is getting progressively uh, harder, maybe not harder, um, but, you know, just they'll just take a longer time to accomplish. What you have to do is is Tom Nook gives you like 30 to 40 new DIY recipes and you have to literally build all of the furniture that's going to be inside and outside of their house for them before they move in. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. I, I just spent this morning uh, getting all the materials for the bridge and getting all the materials for Lucky's house. Um, and I'm not going to build the other two until I have gone and invited other people because I want to make sure, you know, I know who's coming to the island. Yeah, I, I think uh, for those interested, I think you can start inviting people to the town once you finish the shop construction. That's like the first kind of mission you're given. Once you pay off your moving costs with 5,000 Nook Miles, you're then uh, given the option of getting a house, which I have. Would recommend doing that as soon as possible because your house has storage and like... Yeah you'll quickly run out of inventory space right away. Um, and you get Nook Miles and, for filling uh, your storage. Exactly. exactly. You get Nook Miles for spending Nook Miles. It's ins- it, it really yeah. is. Okay, yeah, maybe Tom's up to no good. But uh, yeah, I would recommend doing that. And then uh, the museum is what I'm most invested in right now. So in the beginning, you can give any bugs and fish you catch to Tom Nook. And he's like, oh, a sea bass. Okay, I'll send this to my friend Blathers. And once you send, once you give five bugs or fish to Tom, he invites Blathers to town. You choose where his tent's going to be. The next day, Blathers shows up in this like really almost like Wes Anderson tent where it's like, (laughs) it's very cozy and has like a fish tank. And I love Blathers. I think he's my favorite character in the game. I love that he loves fossils, hates bugs and is kind of okay with fish, but like (laughs) regardless, we'll give you fun facts about them. I gave him one fossil that was some prehistoric mammal. And he was like, this mammal actually was nocturnal solely to hide from dinosaurs uh and he was like they were nocturnal before it was cool and i was like oh my god i love this owl uh but he uh you can give him i think 10 items and he's like once we get 10 we can open the museum uh and you do that real quick because there are bugs and fish and fossils everywhere yeah in this game every a lot of people have been tweeting out pictures of the museum with like all the stuff they found outside because he can only take 10 items then he's like okay cool we're ready for the grand opening we're going to start construction tomorrow. The next day, they're under construction. They can't take donations. And then it takes another day for it to open. So you time travel to get it to open faster. I did. Right? I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> Sorry to put you on blast. No, but in defense of time I, I think traveling. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. So I mentioned in the beginning, you know, the game is always pushing you towards paying off your house and making your house bigger and things like that. But the museum has always been there as like the secondary goal is like you can fill the museum, you can, you can experience all of the wildlife and, and all of the history of, of your island, of your town uh, in all these games. And like that is another way to progress in the game for, for you know, your own kind of self-satisfaction. Um, that is always the thing that I've been driven towards. I, I find that the museum is the most interesting part of the game personally um i i love filling it up uh my the reason i played as much stardew valley as i did was because i wanted to fill up that museum like that is that is yeah. just kind of my mo um i love fishing i love catching bugs i love fossils Sam. um and yeah. i love talking to red the the sketchy art dealer um <laughs> He's awesome. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that. And the fact that the museum wasn't there when I started this game was like, it's eh, kind of a bummer. Um, but to find out that it was the first thing that you unlock and it comes rather quickly was like, OK, I, I don't feel too bad about time traveling one time to get the thing that I actually enjoy doing uh, faster. I totally. Yeah. I understand at first so like you told me that and and i didn't judge you but i was like i don't want to do that because i i really want it i i don't want to open that door and have that be a tempting option in the mm-hmm. future because this is a game where like the comfort is like every day brings a new right. thing but boy is it taking a while so get this museum yeah. to open i have caught like bloodborne demon-esque fish that are just hanging out in my storage because <laughs> blathers is taking his sweet time opening the museum that i funded right uh, so, yeah. but yeah, I think, um, I do think like totally understand doing that to skip ahead, but I, I do think that it's a game that you don't want to take advantage of that too much because like it is, it, it, it can, I think, break the experience if you rely on it, uh, which is not saying what you did at all. Yeah, but, no, I, um, I'm, I'm 50, 50 on it, honestly, on, on one yeah. hand, I'm like, yeah, I, I understand that there's an intended way to play this game. Um, on the other hand, like, Hey man, if you just really want that shop to open up, like if yeah. you really want that shop to open up, then just do it. Whatever. Like yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not about to to tell people like what they should and should not do. Um, but I, I think I think there's fun to be had in this game, even when you have unlocked everything. Oh yeah, for you know, sure. like most of my time spent in New Leaf was not spent trying to unlock new things. I had already gotten everything, and then I played for like three times as long as I already had. Yeah. Um, because I was filling the museum essentially. Yeah. But, Anyway, I point being skipping ahead to unlock that stuff, I think, is not going to ruin the game for you. But there is a certain satisfaction that comes with actually waiting in real time for that to happen. I've been enjoying this game a lot as like a morning ritual. So, yeah, yeah like I, I've just been enjoying being like, okay, and even, even if you skip ahead, there's still always going to be new stuff like. Yeah, there are always uh, new things to dig up and, you know, new conversations to have. I always get very insecure when I talk to my villagers and they're like, oh, wow, you're still here. Like, OK, what else is there to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to want chat. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh, I've run into you eight times today. What do you want to talk yeah. about this time? Like, oh, I don't know. Actually. <laughs> I found bamboo on an island and I invited Octopus to live with us. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's just so good. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, you have oranges in your town, right? And who are your neighbors? Who'd you start with? Oh, uh, I started with Hazel, who's a squirrel that has like really great bangs and a unibrow. Amazing. Who, who I really love. And then I can't believe it, but I, I have a penguin. This is not, into, I did not reset my game. I just want to be very clear. It did not reset my game. Um, this is just the hand I was dealt because I, to be fair, I don't even like oranges. I didn't want oranges as my town fruit, but you know, I just accepted the hand I was dealt. Um, sure. I got, I got a penguin named Igly, which is almost my name. 
So it's like Bigly and Igly hanging out on this Penguin Igly. Um, <laughs> Bigly and Igly. Yeah. Uh, oh, my island's called New Oak. It's worth mentioning. New um, Oak. I love that. Which is fun. Yeah. Um, I, I forget who it was. One one of the villagers just called uh, just called the people who live there New Oak folk, which I really loved. Oh my god, I love that. I love uh, how my island is called New Jersey, and <laughs> it's always like go to the New Jersey airport. <laughs> like uh, I guess. Um, I also today just we we talked about this. I think during was it the Nintendo Direct about it? I think it was the Nintendo Direct. Um, they showed briefly what it was going to look like when you had to choose your island. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Pretty much everything we talked about it is kind of the case where you pick an island of the four and you only get to explore a certain amount of it on your first day because you can't get across any rivers and you're and you're kind of blocked off from like, I would say about half. I would say you can explore about half your island the first yeah, day. Yeah, depending on the layout. Yeah, um, which is really interesting. And then the second day they give you um, a vaulting pole that allows you to jump over the river and then you get to explore a little bit more of your island. You can probably check out like the rest of the coastline and things like that. But there's another area that's kind of like vaulted that you can't get up. There's no stairs. There's no pathways that lead up the side of, of these cliff sides. Um, so that's kind of like a, a, a kind of third tertiary tier of 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 um, of like a place that you can explore and discover eventually. I just today got the ladder that allows me to climb up there. Oh, cool. Um, so each day I've been able to explore about a third of my island, which has been really, really cool. So like as of today, I have seen all of New Oak, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. I think like and limiting it to three days is nice because, you know, you don't want to keep someone locked off too long. But I think I think kind of rationing out what you can explore in your own island also adds to the sense of progression that's like really really heavy in this game um yeah and yeah i mean it's also i just found such zen from like picking all the weeds of every new area also yeah. i think like what's cool about this game is that i would my mind was blown when i could sell weeds and also like use them to craft stuff like yeah the game is and much you get more Nick miles for selling weeds yeah <laughs> exactly um the game is invested in like kind of reusing and recycling as well. Like, yeah, you know, there's always been the staple of like, if you go fishing, you sometimes fish up garbage, but this time you could like, rather than being like, Ugh, I got a stinky shoe. This time they're like, I could use this. I can make something with this. Yeah. And I'm actually like, hold, I have a, I have one shoe in my storage right now waiting for a second one so I can make the boots. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I found an old tire and then I sawed it in half and made it like a seat. Cause I have like a little yeah. hangout area. Like I'm, my house is kind of by the beach, so I have a bonfire and some stone seats and like a radio and and uh, like a cooler, just like by the beach, just to, just to hang out. Yeah, um, I like every now and then. I Gulliver and Muffy were sitting on it. I was like, hell yeah! I love that you're just oh, already awesome. hanging out. Yeah, I've had Gulliver. Uh, just just for people who haven't seen him, uh, Gulliver is a. I guess he's a seagull, right? Yeah, he's a Gull seagull. Yeah, sea Gulliver, maybe a pelican. But definitely like a nautical bird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably a seagull. His name is Gull. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he will just wash up on shore and just be asleep on your on your beach, um, and you have to talk to him a bunch of times, and he'll be like talking in his sleep, and then eventually he'll get up and be like, "Oh, fell overboard on the ship again. Uh, I guess I'll just like radio my my boat to come back and pick me up." Uh, and then you have to, you know, find a bunch of pieces of his like busted up radio communication device. Uh, and then he'll eventually give you some stuff. Um, dude's a big idiot. He's a he's a big he's a big dumbo. Uh, he showed up on my island yesterday and I helped him out. And then this morning I woke up and he was right outside my house again. 
<laughs> like passed out on the beach? Yeah, he said, wait, uh, I, I took a screenshot of what he said to me. It's so good. Um, yeah, he showed up again, passed out on the beach again, two days in a row. But when I walked up to him uh, and, and eventually woke him up, he, he was like, oh, hey, it's it's uh, Bokeh, my, my favorite villager. He said, good thing your head is so huge. It makes it pretty easy to identify your blurry silhouette. <laughs> Now, talk about a con artist. I wonder if Gulliver is... <laughs> I mean, he's got nothing to gain, though. He only gives. So maybe I think right. he's just kind of a... I think he's sort of like a Magoo-type character. Yeah, he, he um, gave me a big Easter Island statue. Oh, that's awesome. He gave me a, a table, I think. Um, nice. Yeah, I loved it. I also... My favorite items to collect so far are all the KK Slider like, album covers. Yeah, I just uh, hang I them have, all up. I have Calypso and Rockabilly. Uh, for those unfamiliar, K.K. Slider is the traveling musician character. He's a dog with an acoustic guitar, no yeah. clothes. Uh, and he begins the game kind of strumming the guitar. Almost, I think he's kind of based on like a Bob Dylan type character. Because he like oh, yeah, kind of talks directly to you. And he's like, hey man, you got to get friends, dig it. Like it's cool. Having friends yeah. is rad. <laughs> um, I, I I love KK Slider, but yeah, they're. Uh, I'm really excited to see all those like recurring characters show up. Like you said, Red the Fox earlier. Red the Fox would be a really fun. I would love to see someone cosplay as him and have a tent like at a comic con to sell like, <laughs> fake art. Selling fake art. <laughs> that would be really funny. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I imagine he'll show up eventually. KK Slider notably did not show up last night at 8 p.m. Uh, just we're recording on a Sunday, so uh, usually KK Slider shows up at Saturdays at 8 p.m. Uh, did not show up yeah. last night, so I wonder when we will eventually get KK Slider to show up. Um, Daisy yeah. May, the new turnip salesperson showed up today a little kid oh cool um she should be there in your town this morning also um she oh, shows up sunday mornings and uh confirmed officially that the tombstone that we saw that nintendo direct was not joan the old turnip sales uh person uh she she's still around which is great uh da oh, daisy may God. is I was joan's really worried about granddaughter uh and it's like okay, i'm good. finally old enough to sell turnips <laughs> and it's kind of fucked up that people assume just because Joan is taking a fucking break that she's dead. <laughs> you know, it's like she passed on the business to someone else. She's not dead. Yeah. She's just taking a break. Um, yeah, the turnips are like the stock market where like you can buy turnips previously from Joan, now from Daisy May, and they rise and fall in price over time. So yeah, it's I never really mess with it too much, but like you can get really into that. I did a lot to. in New Leaf. <laughs> Uh, right, right when New Leaf came out, the the turnip market, I would say, quote unquote, was like huge on Twitter, just like people going into and out of people's islands constantly. Um, yeah, which was awesome, and I honestly expect that to happen again. I I ended up passing on turnips this morning because the price was so high that I was like, nah, no, thank you, I don't, I don't need these. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see how lively that market ends up becoming. Honestly, I think our Discord is gonna have a great time with the stock market. Yeah, um, I think it's yeah, great. it's gonna be awesome. Um, I speaking of the Discord, I, we we yesterday opened up. Um, so you and I and and a friend of ours uh, all played together. Um, yeah, which was really great. Uh, just the three of us, we just like uh, made some Dodo codes and like hopped to each other's islands and just like checked the places out, which was really fun. Um, but then we went back to my island and I just kind of posted the Dodo code in the Discord, and we had uh, the full squad. We had we had eight entire people. Uh, show up and hang out in the island it was so great it was such a like a whole lot of fun. fun time yeah it's really fun it is a little bit uh we had a, a little bit of a queue and like <laughs> i i will say credit or credits due 
in terms of Nintendo Online, this game is one of the best. I think like the way it, you can visit other people and and the Dodo codes, that's all pretty good. Like it, it works well. It's not like Pokemon where the four digit code could still end up getting you someone random. Right. Like the Dodo code has infinitely more variables because I think there's only like four digits of numbers. I think there's only maybe ten or twenty thousand options. So the millions of people playing Pokemon, you're inevitably going to make the same by accident. Right. But thankfully, Dodo includes letters as well. Anyway, uh, it all works really well. That being said, whenever <laughs> whenever someone is arriving on your island, everything has to stop. They're like, please end all conversations. And it loads a cutscene of them arriving, which is really cute and fun. But when you have like three people waiting to get in and people leaving, like the game gets real confused. Yeah. And we had, I mean, I don't think that's really the intended experience. Chances are, if you're visiting, it'll be like three or four, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they um, built it for up to eight, but I, I don't think, I think they thought like, okay, so somebody's going to invite eight friends, not like they're going to post it into a discord with a couple hundred people and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but i could also see them patching that because this is you know there's this is a game they're definitely going to be invested in for a long time uh yeah. i've been impressed at how much nintendo has been updating smash brothers and pokemon as well so like this yeah you know this will be updated and it's you know day and if one. it's true so think, that yeah you know if it's true that this is the same team that made splatoon i mean they they updated that game constantly for like years yeah uh, and they they stopped and now you know here's animal crossing um, the first event is coming soon. I think it's the first week of April. It's Bunny Day. Uh, so some like kind of honestly nightmarish looking rabbit is going to show up. And I think we have to find eggs or something like that. Um, what What is interesting <laughs> about this game um, <laughs> is that uh, those events, those like kind of holiday events aren't baked into the game. They're going to be downloaded as updates. Um, so you can't like time travel to get to Bunny Day now if you wanted to do that. You that literally have to be doing yeah. it on, on that time, which honestly, I, I wonder if that I actually think that might be worse than in previous games personally, just because like if you just happen to be busy that day, but you really want the stuff like you're kind of SOL, I think. But, uh, I, you know, remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. It might, it might be a situation yeah. in which once you download it once, you would be able to, like, time travel to the next year or something and try it again um, or something yeah. like that. Um, I, I just wonder, because there are some people who are, like, very particular about the kinds of furniture and items that they wear and things like that. Um, and, and I wonder if, you know, having that stuff locked down by being connected to the Internet is actually going to make it harder for people to look and feel the way they want and, like, kind of cater everything to their own wishes yeah i can see that i think mean, there's a lot of unknowns there but yeah I, I totally get that reservation what's neat though is that even from the get-go there's a pretty good variety of fashion so far and you get stuff pretty constantly so i think like i could see uh bunny day being a thing where like you get a gift mailed to you no matter what and maybe you just miss on the event itself yeah, um, yeah, yeah hopefully there's a way to like Hopefully there's a way to, I mean, if it's also in the first week, hopefully that's like a week long thing where it's not one specific day you have to be on. Otherwise you miss it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, vi visiting friends was a blast. Like you said, we we had a group of people. We just like all played the ocarina and tambourine. It mm -hmm. was great. It was really good. Um, my favorite thing to do is present a fish because it goes like, and it just shows this like hideously realistic looking fish. Yeah. I did that maybe eight times. Yeah, it's it's really good. And I think um, the the ability to close your gates when you want to or like select certain people as your best friends who have like can use shovels and stuff. That way someone just can't show up randomly and, and steal all your trees and leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
because uh, you can that's a, something we, oh go ahead sorry um, I was just going to say the best friends thing has actually been really interesting I didn't realize that this was the case but when you have a best friend registered you can actually chat with them in game even when you're not on each other's islands if you're both online oh that's awesome um, there's like a little uh, like bullhorn kind of thing that allows you to like kind of shout across to their island uh, and you can talk back and forth so um, a, a friend of ours, uh, Pablo, ha- has been online. We're registered as best friends, and we've just been like chatting and saying, like, "Okay, gates open, come on in." You know, like if we're both online yeah. at any given time, and just like hopping back and forth for like casual hangout sessions, which has been really cool. It it is just like significantly easier to let people into and out of your island this time around, which is kind of a godsend. Because I, even I think as as recently as last episode, maybe I was saying like, I'm waiting for the one thing that's extremely fucked up about animal crossing. Like I'm waiting for the one yeah. thing that's going to bum me out. Um, and I haven't found one yet, which is great. Yeah. My really, my only like nitpick if I was forced to have one is I still struggle with like direction of shoveling. Like, yeah, uh, me too. like trying yeah. to dig up the exact, which is almost the game's charm, but like, Especially like for some reason it's like just shoveling and also watering flowers. So I've I've been making a big garden and like nice. Sometimes it's frustrating to like plant in the exact right spot. I kind of wish and maybe maybe it's there and I missed it. But like when decorating your house, you can kind of go into decorator mode and like really easily move things it's around. It's so like good. Decorator view. mode it's is great. Really well done. I've been really surprised. Yeah, by it. I wish there was that with like the outdoor stuff because yeah. like. It takes me maybe like five to 20 minutes to dig up a fossil sometimes. I'm just, just do this spot. Uh, and I would say like in terms of the crafting, um, the the flimsy tools break like a little bit too quickly in my opinion. Like starting out, I think like, like you said, gathering sticks kind of sucks. Like yeah. in your first couple days, like I feel like you actually might be limited Thankfully, you can always buy them. So that that kind of alleviates the pressure. But like, you know, it, it's just like you're not I wish like you eventually once you get iron ore can make the standard tools. And I think those break as quickly as the flimsy ones should break. <laughs> like yeah, the, the amount of time that. it takes to break a regular tool should be the lowest option because the flimsy tools, it's like you catch three horse mackerels and it's like, oops, that's it for my flimsy rod. Yeah. Like, God, what a legacy. Fuck this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's like that is not that is not a game breaker. That's just something that it almost adds like little moments of stress add to the experience because Otherwise, it, you would feel nothing. If there weren't wasps or broken tools, it would just be too pleasant. Yeah. Um, Have the you same had way any like, uh, tarantula experiences yet? No, I haven't. Okay, uh, so I was playing last night at like midnight, 1 a.m. because I wanted to see like what stuff was happening late at night. Um, yeah. And I found a tarantula. One of the more horrifying video game experiences I've had in a long time. Because um, <laughs> they, they crawl around and then they kind of like rear up on their back legs uh, and hiss like literally hiss at you as you get yeah. close to them. Um, from what I understand, just from seeing tweets from people, they will like come after you and I think attack you the same way wasps do. Um, mm. I managed to catch one just because I remembered, not remembered, but I just kind of like guessed how to how to catch them. But uh, yeah, that that was like an actually terrifying experience in a way that I wasn't really expecting from Animal Crossing. Can you catch wasps or no? I don't. You can, yeah. So. Oh, you can. Yeah, you just have to be very quick. <laughs> Can you imagine handing blathers a bunch of wasps? <laughs> Congrats on the opening. Oh dear. Yeah, wasps are like wasps are just like evil. Even in real life, like they're like bees like 
are so important to the ecosystem and everything and wasp like just destroy it's like <laughs> it's so funny and even the nests are like like just like zerg hives Ugh. yeah but you can sell yeah. them for 300 bells selling timmy weeds and wasps <laughs> to make a buck <laughs> i also like i'm i'm i've only had this game for two days and like i'm playing a good amount but I'm already pretty close at paying off my house. I feel like the I feel like uh, in Animal Crossing One, I just I just remember paying off the first house being like a long process. Like yeah, it, it took a long time. It took like, me a long time in Wild World. I remember. Yeah, and when you're debt free, it really does feel like oh my god, I did it. It feels like real life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, um, but in this game, it seems like you can pay off quicker, but there are more things to invest in. So like, yeah, the, the rate of progression is just higher. But yeah, I, it, it's wonderful. I, I, I was really just pulled in like the welcoming ceremony really won me over where like you and your two neighbors are with Tom Nook and like you're by the bonfire, like just hanging out and drinking the juice from whatever your island's fruit is yeah like it's really lovely and and i think really is like we talked about you know this being a good time for it to come out i think it's like i i understand it's definitely an escape but i also think it i've seen this said online where like it highlights like the positive elements of the human experience and yeah. like I just think it's also a testament to the power of video games, like being a medium that both can like keep you happy in a way that isn't like Farmville predatory <laughs> malware game. You yeah, know, yeah. it's a game about connections. It's a game about just like being friends and, and finding joy in very simple moments um, without being like shallow. Like it's, it's, I think what keeps it from being shallow is the surrealness. Like, there is a weird vibe to this game that I really love. Like, oh yeah, it's all very Lynchian and, yeah. and self-aware. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, having mild threats like the bugs and and breaking tools like keeps it like gamey. I guess this is definitely the most objective-based Animal Crossing by a long shot. Yeah, um, and I think it pays off. I think it. I think the series really benefits, especially from the crafting. Like uh, we were talking in our Discord, I think I mentioned like I can't imagine this game without that. And someone was like, "What'd you do without it?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I guess I just like traded with Gruff to get his Pokemon Pikachu, and like I got a weird statue, and that was yeah. it." Yeah, not. I mean, th th this uh, it, it's like one of those situations where everybody just says like, "What did I do on the internet before Twitter existed or before Facebook existed?" Like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I feel in this situation. It's like, what did, what did I spend all my time doing in Animal Crossing when I wasn't like building I feel shit? I feel the same way with Zelda and cooking. I'm like, when did I, when could I not yeah. have cooked, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a testament to like a good addition. It's, it's interesting when there are games that are like, this has always been kind of a cult following and I could see this game being the game that makes it like right up there with Mario and Zelda where like, everyone gets it. Um, yeah. I even know a lot of friends and a lot of people who don't even really play much video games that are like really drawn to this game. Yeah, and I've actually I, been I really it's... surprised to see who is online on Switch whenever I'm playing, also playing Animal Crossing. Like people that I never would have yeah. expected to have gotten this game are also getting it. And and some people are reaching out to me and saying like, oh, I know you love this game. What do I do? Um, so I've been yeah. just like helping people, which has been really fun. And I think it, it's similar to to so Three Houses being a game that like that's a series that a lot of people probably wouldn't have checked out. And the way that game was made and how how excellent it was made, like mm -hmm. drew new people. And I think I think it's that system 
I think I think uh, I like tracking what like what kind of game designs like push the medium forward i think in the in the last decade a really big thing was player choice and like moral systems were like yeah there were different routes to take and like you know i think uh mass effect was kind of the pillar of that and then something that i've noticed later in last decade and especially now at the beginning of this new one is like a lot more like life sim elements like a lot of games have like this sense of like place that you it's not so much like you could be good or evil, but it's like, who do you want to be close with? Who do you uh, where do you want to live? What does your house look like? Like all those kind of um, I consider them role playing elements because like I think that little things like that just make it feel so unique to you. And I think Animal Crossing is an example of how minute differences can be and how big they feel like yeah. us finding out what fruit grows on our island was like akin to who your starter pokemon was where it's like oh my god this like i got this and and it, it it's just a really wonderful experience i think it's it, it's a it's a shining light amidst darkness and i think everyone should get it <laughs> yeah i completely agree uh, i mean it's a wonderful as a game. person who has played all of these uh in some form or another i'm starting to feel like this is maybe the best one um yeah you know i think it remains to be seen but as we've talked about, I think a lot since they announced this game, like going way back to when this was first announced, um, the idea that you start on this island with nothing and eventually your end goal is where you began in the other games, I think is a really strong is, is a really strong conceit that if if that is pulled off and if that feels rewarding by the time it's over, really will only endear you to your island or your town more than it ever has in the past, even more than being the mayor in the previous yeah. games. I, th I think like ending where you began and then life begins, um, I, I think is going to be a, a really, a really strong, a really strong, like central objective going forward. And I'm really excited yeah. to see what the game feels like at that point, because I think it's I think it's going to be kind of miraculous. I agree. And, and that's an excellent point of, of the end goal being where you began in past games, where I think it's an example of showing and not telling where I think the same thing in Breath of the Wild, where like that game ends with you becoming Link. Like you're finally, you have your right. memories back. You remember who you are and you, I'm getting chills. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and, and you prove that you're a hero and you go through shit. I think the same with, uh, with the souls games where like you prove by the end that like you are a force of good, uh, and that you can do this or, you know, maybe not good, right. but like you are a force to be reckoned with and, and you deserve to end the story <laughs> right every uh, npc I, laughs at you for like 10 hours and then they stop yeah, laughing yeah you're like i am holding a statue as a weapon and i like breathe <laughs> poison let me live yeah animal crossing new horizons i mean like i think uh most people seem to have it already but if you were on the fence and you're looking for a game in the same realm as you know breath of the wild stardew valley harvest moon this is a sure thing. You're going to love this. And I think if you're new to video games, this is, a, is an amazing one to begin with. And it showcases where games are at now in a way that I think is really unique and also microcosmic of like new trends and, and new mechanics. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I was always going to recommend this game to the moon and back, right. <laughs> but uh, they stuck the landing, I guess is all I can really say. Like we said, like they could have just done New Leaf 2 and it would have been amazing. Like yeah. We just kind of needed like it's been it's been seven years since New Leaf and like we needed just that game on the system. It could have been a port and we would have been happy. Yeah. But like the fact that they they've reinvented and pushed forward the the series 
um, is just a testament to it. And I, and I can see this game being around for a long time. Uh, yeah. I think this game is going nowhere. And and again, like we're still early on, unless they really fuck up the last act of, of what you can get. Where like now it's a big clown island. Like you know, it's gonna be great. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Tom Nook's like, I, I want to. I, I want to open a syringe factory. <laughs> <laughs> Put it right in the, the water bar, and I it just like leaks oil into the water and all the fish die. Oh no. The ending is like a man dressed as Tom Nook just like dumping a truck of garbage into the water. And then you just hear always like and it just says thanks for nothing. <laughs> the credits. Anyway, um, that's all I got for now. We're, we're definitely going to talk about this game again. Unless yeah. you have anything else you want to say. Yeah, no, no, no. That That's kind of it for me at this point, too. Um, I, I think we wrap up now. I, I think we'll probably do a check-in in a couple weeks. And I think our bonus episode for next month, we're kind of planning on being like a one-month check-in to Animal Crossing as well. Yeah, um, so, yeah, that's in the books. Yeah, so exactly. look forward to that. Um, yeah, I, I, guess, uh, I guess it's time to wrap up then. Do you want to do that while I bring up the Patreon list? Sure. Uh, like always, we really, really appreciate the constant support we get for the show. Uh, thank you for listening. I I imagine this episode is is not a surprise given how hyped we were for this game, and I hope you're all enjoying it too. It seems like you are, based on the Discord. If you like the show, the best way to support it is share it with a friend. Uh, you can also rate us on Apple Podcasts out of five stars. We said this last week, and I think even now it, it bears repeating. Um, we have a Patreon into the cast, but... If this time is a bad time to be supporting a Patreon, like we will not take it personally if you need to pull the plug on that. Um, we can keep doing the show without the the immediate financial support. It does help us do more, but like don't think that you're you're not the show will still happen no matter what. And I think that especially on Patreon, there are a lot of artists that if you have money to spend, there are a lot of artists that like can't do their thing right now because of the situation. There are a lot of people out of work so if you have money to spend send it there uh send it to people who need it um because we don't need it right now that being said you know we always appreciate the support but like right now is not the time we need it if money is is, yeah. is a concern but other than that um honestly like the most support we get and the best support is just if you like the show keep listening and if you want to send it to someone you think will like it do that and we're very privileged and happy that we can keep the show going in these times and hopefully hopefully you enjoy listening to it and hopefully it might lift your spirits a little bit i'm i'm very thankful that like uh we're that we can make it um it's a broken record but i i can't speak to that enough yeah um and uh speaking of patreon i think we do want to thank the people that despite everything are still supporting us uh it, it's very much appreciated you want to go down the list yeah i i would love to do that uh thank you so much to akira alex andrew d andrew d ariel bead benjamin d benjamin w bolt brendan brett Catherine, christopher david dennis elliot hilton inez jason jeff josh Cameron, Connor, Kieran, Kim, Kyle, Mark, Marcel, Marianne, Melly Muffin Pie, Micah, Min, Murray, Naomi, No Name, Pablo, Roberts, Lupizi, Scout, Shelly, Skin Tight Alloy, Spencer, Trevor, and William. 
thank you all so much for for backing the show. Um, we also have a Twitter account. It's at Into the Cast, uh, and we have a Twitch account at Into the Cast. Uh, please, please, please join the Discord. Um, it is a really, really, really great place, especially right now. Everybody's hanging out yeah. constantly. Um, if you have Animal Crossing, now is a really great time to join the Discord too, because everybody's just kind of like posting dodo codes and like adding each other and like hopping back and forth yeah. to each other's islands. It's been really cool to see. Um, yeah. So the the link for that is in the show notes, but it's also bit.ly slash TWG Discord. Uh, you can head over there and uh, and join that. But um, all that said, this is an episode that we've looked forward to doing for a very long time. And uh, I think uh, I think that's it, though. I think that's it for this one. Yeah, and I think we'll revisit it. I mean, as evidenced by our catalog, whenever we like a game, it's never like, ooh, perfect one episode about it that's all i needed it's always like five hour sequel five hour third part <laughs> bonus episode that's just about lorenz um <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we should do that a lorenz bonus yeah that could maybe be in the in the uh sandbox with the silly snacks episode yeah, that'd be great <laughs> where we just talk like lorenz the whole time i dare say those shorts are filth <laughs> Cargo shorts in front of nobility. <laughs> anyway, we love you. Uh, hang in there. It's a tough time, uh, but just do what you got to do to keep yourself uh, top priority. Yes. Both physically, emotionally, and uh, we're here for you too to talk about video games and do weird voices. <laughs> we absolutely are. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, talk to you next time on yeah. Into the Aether. The only voice so far is the Pelican pilot that takes you off the mystery islands and uh, he speaks in like pilot lingo where he's like, uh, you know, he does like code names for everything. He's like uh, Dodo Tango. Anyway, my name is Steve Hilger. You find me at Stephen Hilger. Uh, My name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. Goodbye for now. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. What was that? It was every theme song at once and it was nothing because of it. (laughs) Goodbye. Garbage dot online.